This is Danielle Hairston Green bringing you episode three of Your Best to Life. Hello, everyone. We are going to be talking about preparing um, ourselves um, for our young people's departure to higher education. Let's have a conversation a little bit about how are we preparing as parents um, and things that we can do to support our children as they are leaving. Last year, I talked to you a little bit about um, just, you know, are you ready for the empty nesting? Um, What have we done to get our kids prepared prior to leaving? And now I want to talk to you a little bit about like, how can you stay connected? How can you continue to support your child once they've left um, the home? And so uh, we know that there's many parents that are, you know, really emotionally dealing with the separation of their children. Some of you have only one child and that one child is leaving home. Some of you have multiple and you can't wait for that last kid to get out the door. Whatever your situation is, um, it is critical for us to continue to support our young people as they are going into this semi-independent experience. So what are some of the things that you know we need to consider as our young people are going through this new journey. So I I would say that the first thing that we should um, consider is understanding the resources that are available to our students on campus, being knowledgeable about the campus resources, um, the programs that are available to our young people, the opportunities that may be available to our young people. Um, oftentimes that means that the parent or and and or the child would have to do a lot of homework to find out what those things are. What are those uh, departmental scholarships that are available, those study abroad um, opportunities, mental health services, mentoring um, services, who to go to when you're having issues with your professor, um, who to go to when you're having issues with, you know, those people who's responsible for managing your dorm, your RAs, um, who to go to when you're concerned about the food, or just the environment in general. It's really important for our parents to be knowledgeable about the campus and who to talk to when there, uh, there are needs that, that arise. The other thing is to um, continue to have those difficult conversations with your child. I know that they're kind of out there. They're, you know, adulting kind of um, on their campus. Um, But, you you know, and, and we don't have access to them every day. But it is still important for us to continue to enforce um, and reinforce the values um, that you've taught your child before they left and your values, your continued values, um, and just continuing to have those difficult conversations. Whatever that is for you, um, continue to have it. If it's about sex and resisting pressure and dealing with stress, um, dealing with the breakup, dealing with a loss, have those difficult conversations um, with your child frequently so that they know that you're there, that you're there to listen and that, you know, you will be available when they are dealing with hard times. Um, don't be afraid to 
to to have those conversations. Ask questions, you know, lots of questions. Whenever you talk to your young people, you know, ask questions. Ask them about how they're getting along with their professors, how they're getting along with their dorm mates, um, what's happening on campus that's significant, anything interesting, um, any relationship issues they may be having. Did you meet someone new? Um, you know, are you exposed to things that you had not been exposed to? Um, how are your grades? How are you navigating the online portals that they may have provided to your young person um, as a hybrid approach to teaching a class? Is your teachers responsive? Why aren't they responsive? Have those conversations and continue to ask questions. How are you feeling? Are you eating well? Do you need me to send you money? Um, even if you can't send the money, do you need resources? Let me figure that out for you. Um, but continue to ha- you know ask those questions and don't be afraid to do that. The other thing is that expect change. You know our kids are pretty much in our homes, right? For the most part, twenty four hours a day, unless they're at work or you know at in high school. And so you know they have a routine, the way they eat, you know, and 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 chores and things like that. But when they leave out on, you know, to go to campus, there are things that will change. Their attitude may change. The way they engage friends may change. The way they deal with relationships. They may have not been considering a boyfriend or a girlfriend before leaving on camp uh, for campus. And now all of a sudden they're interested in um, the opposite sex. Maybe they're interested in the same sex. Things will change. So I, I would say be prepared for change. Um, because it will happen. Their eating habits habits may may change. Um, um, the things that may not have frustrated them before may be frustrating them now. And this is why it's important to continue to ask those questions so that you can be prepared for the change. The one thing that I always try to tell my parents is to don't tell your kids um, things like, this is going to be the best time of your life. And the reason why I say don't say that, and I've read this, I actually read this quote um, or, you know, this uh, particular rule uh, (laughs) is um, somewhere. And the reason why you don't say that is because when they feel like they're not experiencing their best, they're not having the best time. Um, They they may also feel like they're, they're failing and everyone else is having their best life. Um, because you've already kind of set them up that this experience is supposed to be the best time of their life. And in fact, it's not always the case for everyone. It's a struggle depending on where you're coming from and what your situation is. And so be honest with your kids and let them know that this is probably going to suck the first couple months. It might suck the entire four times, four years that you're going to be there, five years that you're going to be there, however long. Um, your, your your son or daughter is going to be uh, on campus. But be honest with them about some of the obstacles that they're going to face, some of the pushback they're going to get, some of the non-returned phone calls from their professors that they're going to experience, some of the errors on their grades, you know, getting sick off of the cafeteria food, having sucky dorm mates. Be honest with them. You know, this may not be the best time of your life. <laughs> It's going to be a rewarding experience that you can, you know, recall later because it's going to hopefully help you to be um, more marketable in the job that you seek and the career that you seek. But let's be completely honest with our young people in terms of 
um, how we set them up. You know, we don't want them to feel like if they are not experiencing their best time, that they're failing and everyone else around them is doing amazing. Um, the other thing uh, is to, you know, and all of this really requires you just to be checking in, just to consistently be checking in. Even when they're not returning your phone call, text them, do whatever you need to do, check in. So, you know, it's it's all kind of under that umbrella of checking in um, and staying connected to your to your son or daughter. But the last thing I want to share with you um, in terms of what do you do once your child leaves for school is to trust your child, right? When all else is failing on campus, when they're getting frustrated, when their teacher is not, you know, doing them right, not following through with um, phone calls, not getting, giving them a syllabus on time, you know, changing their grades, uh telling them the exam is on Monday and then all of a sudden change it and says, you know, it's, it's tomorrow. Whatever those things are, they're kind of experiencing a lot of trauma, right? They, they may experience a lot of trauma. And so they want to be able to come to you and that you trust that they're being honest about this and that, you know, you're going to give them the best feedback because if they can't come to you to voice that concern, who else could they come to? And so, you know, still be that trusting rod for them and help them navigate the system. It is a very tough system um, to, to try to navigate. You're going to from a situation where your teachers in high school is pretty much holding your hands, reminding you about assignments. You know, your parents have complete access to these teachers. There's amazing portals that your parents can be connected to um, so that they can monitor even your lunch, you know, um, and from K through 12. But when you get into college, your parents don't have access like that. Um, and so it makes it a little difficult and it makes it um, so that the child is kind of doing it on their own. So stay connected, you know, check in with them often, you know, ask a lot of questions, understand the resources that's happening on campus or, or that's available on campus. Um, have those difficult conversations with your, your young um, uh, scholar um, expect that they're going to change a little bit. Um, don't set them up for failure by telling them this is going to be a perfect experience, the best time of their life. And, and at the end of the day, trust your student when they are calling you and expressing some frustration and some hurt about anything that's going on campus. Trust that these are some true feelings, true frustration, and be prepared to help guide them through it. So this is just my tips to help you um, stay connected with your young person leaving from for college. Um, if you have some additional tips, please um, share those tips in this podcast. Um, if you'd like to share this podcast with other friends and family members who have children that's leaving, please do so. Until next time, your best life. I'll see you soon.